Welcome to SEO Conspiracy.com. Today, I have the huge pleasure to welcome back the one and only. He's an OG, SEO OG. And what are the odds that a Frenchman studying in America got into SEO in 2004? What is the common link between one of the biggest star in this industry and me and SEO Conspiracy? Well, let's find out. And today we are talking about how we can get SEO legit or is it legit already compared to the whole ecosystem in digital marketing and how is the perception from the general public towards SEO? Please welcome Monsieur Chris Boggs, live Thank from you. Saratoga Springs, New York, where I went to college and where you live, Mr. Chris. How is everything upstate New York? It's doing well. We're starting to get into our mini spring. It seems the last couple of years, there's been no real spring. It's gone right from winter to summer. So yeah. uh, finally, it looks like, you know, no more snow in the forecast. And uh, people are happy. Soccer is being played. Um, there's a really vibrant adult soccer mm. community here. So yeah. I got a really good. We went outdoors for the first time yesterday, uh, you know, all winter. So it was nice. Uh, I didn't break my ankles. Uh, so it was good. <laughs> Um, you had a, an epic winter. I remember one very epic winter in Saratoga Springs, uh, which was, it was, it was, it was 91, maybe. No, no, no. 92 or 93. One of those years. 192, maybe, maybe 92. When it starts to get cold and snow up there, it's no joke. It's for real. It's like Canada. It's legit. <laughs> yep. So legit. Is SEO legit? Why do we scare everyone? Why in the 451-page report, DOJ report, when they talk about Google, they talk about crawling, indexing, and supposedly con Google controls the world. Well, guess what? We control Google. And nobody knows about us. What is us is SEO. Even within the whole digital marketing industry, we kind of scare everyone, quote-unquote, scare and the SEO industry by itself, it's only, let's say, well, except for the OGs like you who started really early, <laughs> but let's say it's about 20 years old uh, and it's still not, no standards, no nothing, still freestyle. <laughs> Everybody's freestyling, whatever is not, if it's not uh, illegal, it's allowed, basically. That's how we see it. And you are going to take, because let's remind ourselves that when I say you're an OG, it's really no joke. You're part of the first pack of SEO, the whole Danny Sullivan crew. How many of you were, I mean, you were part of the crew that were asked by Google to come and explain to them how, how the whole thing worked, right? Oh, yeah, I went once. There was a few of us SEOs that got that opportunity uh, in the early years, kind of attached to the SES uh, San Jose and the Google mm -hmm. Dance. Uh, as we talked about in our last video, uh, it was kind of a cool opportunity. And, and Google continues in, in many ways to reach out to the community for feedback like that. Um, 
it, but it's definitely evolved from the way they used to do it under Matt Cutts, uh, <laughs> as it were. From day one to today, did going back, did you, uh, did you have a feeling that you were into something big, like that big? Or was it more just like fun? Okay, we experiment, we, we go along the way and let's try to figure out. Or did you already, let, let me rephrase. Did you think that more than like 20 years later, you would still be in that business? Well, personally, you know, I started in an insurance company and we were doing uh, SEO kind of before they thought you could sell insurance online and stuff. So I, that was kind of in my little world. Mm -hmm. And then as I started consulting with people, um, you know, I was told by a consultant, I said, he said, <laughs> you know, get your marketing degree because what you're selling me, I was showing him a newspaper and saying, look, you think how many people are going to just not even look at that ad, right? And whereas in mm -hmm. Google, you can, uh, you know, people are searching for you. I was, you know, doing the pool versus push. And I didn't even know what that meant yet, right? And in, in, from a marketing parlance perspective. So it was um, at that point that I realized that, you know, it is connected to the four P's of marketing and the traditional classic marketing. Uh, and that's what, uh, you know, that's why I pursued a marketing degree. Uh, but it also made me realize how kind of nothing it was right uh, as you get into uh, marketing education back in the early 2000s there's no sort of syllabus that includes anything about seo mm -hmm. that, let alone search engines and frankly for for that matter many types of pool marketing at all right um so it was still kind of a push marketing dominated ecosystem we lived in when i joined sempo and and That's what, you know, I'm ready to talk about some of the history of yeah. Sempo with you today and how that's kind of played into this conversation. Um, that's when I realized, wow, you know, suddenly, um, you know, the board in, in 2005, the board consisted of... Wait, uh, wait, 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 Chris, Chris, because the people are listening most likely never heard of Sempo. <laughs> what would we talk okay, about? Okay, okay, yeah, let me start it up by a little higher level. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, yeah, this was the Search Engine Marketing Professionals Organization, mm. which started as a noble effort by a few people in the early 2000s that were meeting at these search engine strategies conferences, which were some of the first ones, also PubCon and so forth that, that started coming around way back then, right? And, and they decided, let's form a group, an association to help to... Mm. Uh, strengthening our position as the premier search engine marketing organization in the world, right? It was kind mm -hmm. of a bit of a split back then in terms of let's be an association, but there certainly was a number of people involved that wanted to leverage us also as an organization that could represent the concept of search marketing, both, you know, from a, an education perspective, but also financially, I think, you know, or, you know getting benefit mm -hmm. from it. So that's where we were at the beginning in, in probably 2000. 3-2004, there was some turmoil, which we can talk about in a minute, but it really started in the 2002 to 2003 range um, in, in, uh, yeah. around these conferences. The intent was, okay, let's try to, together we'll be stronger than just one individual. Basically, that's the, the whole... Uh, Since no one knows what SEO is. <laughs> <laughs> And... Um, 
What was the let let let's go through that journey of sample because the intent was uh, noble and very good, but the execution obviously. Obviously, you didn't achieve to standardize anything and to be able. We, we're still at ground zero, basically. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> if, if you're looking at it from a standards perspective, I mean, I think there's a lot of things we can talk about that Sempo did accomplish to help bring you know search into the mainstream. Yeah, I, I got to stop because, okay, honestly, I just, <laughs> what happened I is... I know you're focused on the standards and that's no, fine. No, 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 that's not it. It's just that I just recorded a video uh, about all the bad behavior of SEO agencies and all the, the bad shit they do. So I got to turn my my brain uh, away from well, that's that. that's one of the reasons, right? That's yeah. Sempo also, that's the yeah. thing, that's most of what we heard about in the first, when I still joined the board, for the next five years, it was more about like trying to run interference for bad SEOs in, in a way, right? And helping the agency's black eyes, putting a lot of stakes everywhere all over the black eyes uh, um, and individuals. Uh, yeah, that's, that's where, because beyond the standards, I mean, most important is also the ethics, I guess, uh, which should be at the center. Like we say, okay, if it's not illegal, why can't I do it uh, from an ethical perspective? Well, maybe your moral compass is a little sideways from from, from what uh, I guess most of the people think. But as long as it's, it's not illegal, uh, it's stretching it. So it's very complicated here. We're, we're getting into something. Okay, so... Just real quick, just to yeah. reply to that. You know, we're talking about, I think, the middle third or late, it's the third quarter of Sempo's existence, what you're talking about, right? And there's a lot that build up mm -hmm. to when we finally said, oh, maybe we should consider reaching out to some other groups also uh, mm -hmm. and do some standards. So let's talk about that in a minute. But I think that it's important also to talk about the full history briefly uh, exactly. of how Sempo formed and and. You know, I think there's a great reference, uh, Dan Thies, you probably have mm. heard of him. Um, he was writing for SitePoint at the time in 2005, where he um, described the, the board of uh, directors elections for Sempo. And he briefly, um, I think he did it very nicely. He says, Sempo's past difficulties are well described elsewhere. So I'll just say that it was a real learning experience for the founders who had no real experience in running a nonprofit professional organization. Quite frankly, that inexperience showed in a lot of the group's decisions and actions. So that's a great summary, I think, that Dan wrote in 2005 about sort of the first couple years of, hey, oh, let's form an association. Oh, mm -hmm. let's do this. Let's do that. And at the meantime, we're still trying as, you know, in general, across the board, trying to get heard, trying to be like, hey, it's search. It's important. Trust me, it'll work. Uh, and and so it was a very tumultuous time to, in a way, start an association because the industry itself was still forming. Right. And, exactly. and the processes, the best practices, mm -hmm. th there was no such thing. Right. Because there was a bunch of cowboys all over the world uh, doing this. Right. Uh, in different ways slightly, but using the overture tool maybe as, as sort of one combined thing. <laughs> oh my thing. God, forgot you know, about that one. You know, <laughs> this is before like, you know, EAT and all this stuff that we talk about now, which is nicely structured, you know? Um, and well, it was a different time. People 
don't they come up to you? And they're like, oh, I wish uh, I was there. I got the golden era of SEO. I'm like, dude, it's a different mindset. We started from nothing. It was a blank sheet. So if you had that mindset, yeah, sure. But it's not for everyone. You couldn't go on YouTube and say, oh, do I make money with Google AdSense? <laughs> it didn't exist. So it started out, yeah. AdSense was like 2004, something like that. So let me let me quickly describe then. I'll put it in a very nutshell, and then you can dig in where you want. But So at that point in 2005, a board was elected that cons- consisted of both in-house but a lot of agency. Uh, and and at that point, that set forth sort of this attitude within the industry of, oh, Sempo's just an agency org. We can talk about that in more mm-hmm. in a minute. Uh, and, and that became kind of a problem for Sempo, right? It's a perception problem within the industry, especially with so many independents that started from scratch and did this themselves and may not have had a marketing education or whatever, but they became very successful. There became an instant sort of uh, conflict that started to happening because here was Sempo trying to form some structure and 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 it was also very represented in the board by Did It, Site Lab, Zunch, iCrossing, Carrot, Fathom Online, Webmama, <laughs> Wasabi Communications was a, a an Asian agency, Enquiro, Gord Hodgkiss, mm-hmm. very famous, Ad Maiora, uh, Mara Lupi, mm-hmm. Alchemist Media, <laughs> Advertising.com, and 360i. So that is exactly 100% agencies. So if you then, you know, look forward into the future re- years, and frankly, I joined the board in the next year. At that point, I was with an agency. Um, you know, there used to be this joke at, at the Sempo board meetings because for a while, iCrossing was the largest privately held interactive agency mm-hmm. in America. And so once they sold, then Rosetta, where I worked, became the largest privately. <laughs> and then once they sold, my Grehan's agency uh, uh it became the largest privately held. So it was very funny kind of jokes, but the joke was on us in a way because we seemed, I think, from the rest of the um, search industry's perspective to be sort of an agency vehicle, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that that sort of started to generate this, are these people doing it for search or are they doing it for themselves? Personally, I've always been a bit naive and and an optimist and, and whatever you want to call it, a diplomat son. I went in with the intent of being in an association and the three goals are education, research and networking, right? I was not there and I had no mandate from my agency to drive business as a result of my involvement in Sempo. They treated it as thought leadership. Of course, it was great to be able to say when I once I became chairman, don't, of course, the agency said, oh, by the way, we have the chairman of Sempo and that became part of probably some pitch decks, but personally, it was for the industry, right? So I want to be very clear about that. However, there was definitely, starting then, this perception that, hey, this is an agency group, right? Who do they really care about independent SES? So flash forward to when we start to talk about standards, you know, that mindset's already mm-hmm. there. And like, all these independents are like, no, you know, uh, we don't need you telling us what to do. And, and it became that, uh, again, flashing forward. But real quick, between 2005 and 2008, on Cyber Monday 2008, we rang the bell at NASDAQ, right? And Sempo at that point had made a damn good name for itself and also had, I think, done a great job of starting to elevate the presence of search in, mm-hmm. in the discussion, right? In the marketing discussion, even getting to the C-level, but certainly now at marketing directors, you know, some marketing internal meetings, 
you know, that was a big four or five years there between 2004 and 2008, 2009, where I think Sempo was very instrumental in helping us to legitimize the industry in a way. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of saying both sides there, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. But that's sort of from there to there. And we can talk about it in a minute. And, you know, we developed for the education, we did a whole Sempo Institute which was great, but it was volunteer run. And we can talk about that in a minute and the frailties that it had. It evolved into sort of partnerships. We partnered with Michael Stebbins, who was Market Motive. Uh, he's done some other sort of SEO training and search training stuff over the years. We tried to find a way since we couldn't like fill our education. You know search, right? I mean, you can write something about SEO and in six months it's, it's dated, right? And so since it was volunteers, the whole Sempo Institute kind of ended up crumbling. But at one point, granted, some of these agencies were on there, but we had like 60, 70 people in there from iCrossing that were running through this curriculum of Sempo Institute. And it was actually a quote unquote moneymaker for a nonprofit that helped us to, you know, uh, further reinvest in, in the research and, and, and some of the networking and stuff like that. So I'll stop for a minute because there's a, a few other points that I do want to bring up, but I'm curious as to uh, where you'd like to go, which direction. My dear friend, I could copy and paste what you just said to the sample, the French, the French sample, okay, which is called SEO camp. Exact same experience. Uh, I had done yours. Went in there, okay, yeah, sure, cool. And then, yeah, some people were not so... Well, some people had an, an, an agenda, let's put it this way. And same, the only difference is uh, the SEO camp, what you call the, the Sempo Institute, or what, what they did with a, like an exam and you get a certificate. I was like, guys, you got to get this, like, you get the stamp, you need the stamp of the, of the state. You can't just, uh, it has no value. <laughs> Your certificate has no value. Uh, if, if you, yeah, but it's difficult. Well, figure it out. I don't know. Not my problem. All I say is, uh, you, you won't have, um, so I guess the French went a little further than you guys because it's still going on and, and they will eventually get that diploma, uh, officialized, but okay. it's the tip of the iceberg. You are right. This whole like standards things and then being able to know what the, the job is all about. <sighs> Complicated. Let's go back just to the, um, uh, this friction between, okay, on one hand, let's organize the industry. Uh, on the other hand, why do you want to, uh, why, why be, be visible? We, um, today, let's put it this way. I'm glad that we failed at standardized anything from my personal very like egotistic egotistic my personal um, journey into seo i'm fine with being invisible at this point in my career however yeah maybe maybe it's time to to put some order into this <laughs> this uh bees nest <laughs> how do you call the ne the, the, the nest of the bees has a special name in um, English? Yeah, the bee, you know, bee's nest is, is a term, but it's definitely a hive also. Because that's what it is. It's um, business is flowing in. People who want to make money, make money. People who just want to chill, chill. There is 
it, it's still a very flourishing industry, let's put it this way. And if you really want to make it, nothing is stopping you. Yeah. You don't have to. But do back then, you know, there was a lot of people that were also getting into it and felt an ownership of this new industry, right? Mm -hmm. And although a lot of the agencies that I just listed uh, certainly were some of the top ones, including, you know, the other eyes, the eye prospect, that, which is not on there yet, but they did end up on the board eventually. Um, you know, there, this sort of we versus them mentality started off early, unfortunately, I think. And that's, mm -hmm. and, and even when I, you know, went uh, to a bigger agency and I was already a speaker at conferences since about 2004. Um, and, and I was working with a much smaller agency. It was deemed cool. Uh, but, you know, you know, as soon as I went to a bigger agency, people were like, oh, man, why aren't you on your own? And blah, blah. And it was more like I read it as, oh, thanks for the compliment. Yes, mm -hmm. it should be on my own or whatever. But I didn't read it as, oh, you went to work for the enemy. You're so uh, but that's, in fact, what a lot of these people were telling me, you know, now on hindsight. And frankly, if I didn't do that, I would not have a master's degree in search and, and, and user experience and, and mm -hmm. all this other stuff that I know pretty well as a result of having worked with so many great teams across, you know, two now publicist owned agencies, right? These were legit sure. agencies. I was in a senior leadership position and thought leadership and director. I was involved in client work also. Uh, and, and, and so my role was different than a lot of these people that were on the board also, right? And they were typically often in a higher executive position. And what ended up happening was we had a couple people that dinged us because we would do a press release for Sempo and it would say so-and-so uh, chairperson and also president of such and such company, right? And, and, and so people started, the haters, as it were, started to uh, say, oh, well, look, it's just being used for marketing their own mm -hmm. agencies. They're not really, they don't care about the education or the research or the networking. It's really just about them, right? But in fact, they were doing a lot of work behind the scenes, especially, you know, in the 2000s. Every year that I was on the board, which was about 12 years, by the way, um, we did a lot of work, right? And, and we had good uh, ethos, right? And we, we had a, a we wanted to help the industry grow, right? And that's why we kept going back research. I mean, for a long time, we had the only research that was out there, right? The Sempo state of the uh, industry was good till the early 2010s, probably until it kind of lost its luster. But before that, I mean, if there was a press need for mm -hmm. data related to search, they were going to that uh, state of the market research piece that mm -hmm. Sempo put out every year, right? So Gord Hotchkiss led that forever. Amazing job he did. Uh, and, and, you know, great gentleman he was. One of the many great gentlemen and ladies that I had a chance to work with on the board over the years and learned so much from, right? Uh, but the point was, is that like in 2013, we did a salary survey, you know, and, and at that point, we did that together with Conductor. I don't oh. know if they were still selling links back then or not, but I think it was just <laughs> after. Uh, and um, so 23 session, uh, you know, respondents backgrounds, uh, we had, um, you know, types of companies, business, B2C, B2B, respondents. I'm just scrolling through a deck here and trying to get to something decent. Uh, but um, salary ranges, largest number of respondents earned between 50K and 60K annually in, that, that responded to this uh, U.S. dollars in 2013, right? So 
what we basically were showing people is that this is a legitimate industry and people are making a lot of money. Uh, you know, 12, just the next higher number was zero to 30K, right? But um, there was also some people, a few people, like over 1% that were making over 250000 a year in search themselves, right? And obviously in executive roles. Uh, but, you know, this kind of data was coming out regularly from Sempo until the early 2010s. Um, and, and we just started, you know, it, it, it just, there was so much other data starting to come out. Um, you know, you have the, the industry research bodies that are trying to do their research and make money off it and blah, blah. And I'm not even going to go talk about, um, you know, one particular research company that I despise that I was involved with getting researched for their quadrants in, in uh, when I was at an agency. Uh, but their methodology made me sick about how they rated someone's SEO. They were like, you don't rank for diamond engagement ring in Boise, <laughs> Idaho, you know, that they, they, they peeled out these random searches. We could talk a whole like hour about the methodology behind some of these third party raiders of, of uh, agencies. I think that we should put that on a note as something, you know, the pay to play awards and, and the agency uh, ratings uh, that, that people get into. So anyway, I, I digress. Point is, is that with Sampo, we did a lot of this research and it was free, right? As per se, it was paid for by the members and it was distributed to the industry and people used it and people liked it. And, and that, you know, the research part alone and the education we already talked about, those both had very meaningful uh, lifetimes, right? Uh, and then lastly, the networking, that's continued, right? And we used to do Sempo Local. Now there was Sempo Cities uh, that still, even though Sempo's gone, those groups actually still exist. By the way, Sempo did break up a couple of years ago. Finally, unfortunately, we just ran out of money. There was not enough um, desire and, and value seen in the membership. Uh, so we're actually, there's a few of us that are now part of the digital analytics association right. and we formed a, uh, search special interest group or a search SIG there, um, with, uh, some of the former leadership of Sempo, uh, and, and people that are still very passionate about it. Uh, Christy Reed, one of them from Thomson Reuters, has been a person who really probably single-handedly kept Sempo alive. Like the last three years, she was doing everything, like all the whole, so much work, right? As a lot of us became busier or people dropped off uh, that had time. You know, when I was on the board and I was working with an agency, I was given time to use to, to help Sempo, right? But it's still a volunteer organization, which I think, uh, you know, that and, and ultimately, even though we paid for a virtual management company, it still is what contributed to the finality of it is that there was no real paid Sempo, um, you know. It's complicated because today, yes, but looking back, did you have any other choice to do this volunteer type of association of uh, even from, from a juridic standpoint? Uh, from a legal standpoint, you, you can't, uh, there, there was no, I don't know about the US, but over here, now you have some hybrid company or nonprofit type of situation. Yeah, let's put it this way. Today, you have more possibilities to organize a group of people than than back then. Yeah, social media didn't exist back then. <laughs> Although it probably would have buried Sempo a little more. I mean, the part that we brushed over, what happened was the original board in there trying to figure out what to do stuff 
decided to take some salary right for the president position and that's what freaked everyone out right and and so uh it became oh god you're gonna just collect money from the industry to pay yourself right was the attitude uh and at that point the decision had made been made that it was probably the wise decision now looking back right like if that person had taken a salary and it was accepted then there would be more of uh, an impetus and a requirement, uh, you know, to satisfy the salary, uh, and, and it wouldn't be a volunteer position anymore, right? So, flash forward to the whole salary thing being buried, um, you know, it, it's, it's still though uh, to me, you know, a couple people took black eyes that shouldn't have. Um, Barbara Cole is the found, you know, she we owe so much to her, uh, the industry, and and she really. I think took some very unfair criticism for the whole thing, um, as you know. Dan had had summarized it in his article. You know, this was a new association starting in a new industry. You know, you got to give them a break. I think, and hopefully, I think a lot of people that were hating back then maybe would look back now and say, "Well, they did what they were trying to do," and they, sure. you know, they correct, they course corrected, right? In two thousand five, no more payments, everything, and then we move forward. It's so c copy and paste uh, like across With, across the pond. Yeah. Exactly, I I recognize like every single characteristic and every single mistake. Uh, but because you were first, so SEO camp learned a little bit from sample. For example, of course, behind the people you have agencies or you have freelance or whatever. But it was one of the rule: you come in as an individual. You're one person and. Uh, that was the spirit. Even the I remember the the public talks. You you had a, like the your name tag didn't have the company name underneath. It was just individuals, and that was because of sample because you, you broke the ice before. But the politics, then, and once I started to go against SEO camp because I got fed up and I was like, okay, F you guys, ciao, see you later. But I didn't keep my mouth shut, giving my point of view on, on certain facts and certain mindsets. But when you dig a little bit and without giving names or whatever, it doesn't matter, a sample, SEO camp or whatever, some behaviors, I, I know cognitive bias, I know the brain, but some people do certain things and looking back, I'm like, what? How can you, what's going on? And even, especially when they get together, a group of people, and when it div there's a division inside the this, uh, basically it was too, it was, it was, in SEO camp was not like us against them, it was within SEO camp. There is, there are the people who, who kind of um, use this uh, this this brand as a as a house to do business, and others who just came in, came along for the ride, and tried to to push Better the industry the forward. So let's not waste too much time on those individuals. You know, one quick thing too that's a side conversation that might be a good seg into the next part about it or whatever. But another thing that was always, I think, in a way, you know, uh, 
unfortunate, but we had to take money, uh, a lot of money from Google and, and, and Microsoft to keep the organization running, especially when we were doing the Institute and we were spending a lot of money uh, on the software and, and, and the editors and all that stuff. Um, so we took, uh, you know, a decent chunk of money every year from Google and Microsoft also helped us as well as in the early days, we had other sponsors like super pages and, and part of the, you know, the job of the board was to go out and try to get a sponsor, like part of, you know, the board meetings, they'd say, Hey, can you go get some sponsors for us? And so some of the board members themselves were sponsors by being circle level members at 5k a year. You did get a link on the Sempo homepage from that. And we can talk about the let's selling links on Sempo. We should talk about that later because sure. that became part of our downfall too, is when people started selling links through the blogs at Sempo. Uh, the point is, is that we were able to, um, where was I before I started talking about selling links on Sempo? Uh, no, you, you were saying you were going, <laughs> you, you were going into the way of, okay, there's a, there's the, you were responding to to my um, surprise of how some people indulge in certain behaviors. Yeah. <laughs> and then so that there's that. And then also being in Google, you know, people are like, well, are these people really like in are, our best interest? Are or you working for Google? Google yeah. like, <laughs> strings here, like the puppeteer, right? And, and that's 100% understandable from a human suspicious type of person that of I'm not. Uh, but, you know, if you go, if SEO's conspiracist might think, uh, you know, uh, that well, Google, if they're, and, and frankly, here's a good example, right? Where when I was chairman, um, I was working as at an agency in Cleveland and uh, I did work together with the Google PR team to, to write an op-ed that got published in the Cleveland Plain Dealer, the big newspaper that said, hey, Cleveland's becoming a great tech place, right? And, and don't worry about Cleveland dying because it's, you know, a dying steel city anymore because tech is great and blah, blah. And so it was, uh, I think the piece had a lot of value to it, right? And even though, um, you know, it was helped and, and facilitated with the help of the Google PR team, you know, they were in a way on the on the same page with Sempo. So there's a lot of arguments, right? You could say that that was completely like Google used Sempo's chairperson to write, uh, you know, an op-ed for Cleveland. Or you could say that Google was helpful in supporting the growth of technology, which was and continues to be in Cleveland, right? And so they were instrumental in a way in helping to convince people in the area that, hey, listen to these tech geeks, right? That, that stop, stop only looking for big companies that are manufacturers or whatever. You know, these uh, tech companies have something to say and they're here to stay uh, is kind of, you know, the, I guess, summary. I'm sure you could go find the, the op-ed that I wrote. Uh, but point is, um, you know, that's an example where the wrong person, the wrong conspiracist will just totally take that as a great example of, oh, Google was using Sempo, where I think it was Google was working together with Sempo to help, uh, you know, promote the industry. And, and granted, yes, for Google and for every agency on here, and even myself, even though I'm not actively trying to get business from Sempo, I might stand to benefit or somebody might reach out to me because of it or something like that. But then at that point, I think ethically I'm okay, right? Isn't it just always the same issue? It's not about conspiracy or not. It's about being informed, understanding the context. If you just take, okay, this little nugget, yeah, 
Microsoft and Google sponsor Sempo. Sure, you could see a conspiracy, but if, if educate yourself, you have to learn. It's uh, we see it every day in the news, a video or a photo, and it's a snapshot. What happened before? Okay, I want context, like like, uh, and uh, especially also, I'm always very careful with former, okay, former member or for, former employee. If there was such a problem, why didn't you leave? when you were an employee, okay? <laughs> Why did you start opening your mouth like after? Like the social dilemma. Yeah, former Google employee, former Facebook employee, for okay? <laughs> Please, Netflix, be a little more serious. Like you put forward all those former employees. Why didn't open the mouth? Like, I don't know, maybe they're right, but it's just a little bit strange that they're all former employees, you know? And that gives me exactly the same impression here where, yeah, uh, even today, SEO camp, the other day, we got into a fight with a couple of friends because, because they judged a tweet. What was going on behind the tweet? Or is that, yeah, sure, you can criticize that tweet. It was like, we're doing some stupid contest and it was not very elegant and not very subtle. So it was just kind of a random, uh, random, okay, whatever. Okay, you can criticize that, but do you know everything? Do you know really all those elements? Do you, can you, everybody is able to give a point of view, and a, uh, but are all the point of view of equal value? I think that's what is important here. And especially uh, in the SEO industry, which is very passionate. People are very, very passionate. So when you know that it comes with that territory and this passion can definitely overtake the the reasoning and the, the you get into behaviors that are very surprising because you get so passionate about the topic and you lose a little bit um, you know the sight of right and wrong or what is the middle ground here objectivity objectivity yeah. exactly passion seos are very passionate you can't take that away from them it's a quality but also drain some uh, yeah, it's no good. If it's part of the nature. I mean, you know, the old it's not rocket science applies because if it was rocket science, our life would be a lot easier, right? And we know that we would have to go through steps A through Z and the rocket would go up, right? But for all of us, every single SEO has a different rocket and a different um, set of tools and a different budget, right? And, and so um, it's very difficult, I think, to... Uh, in some cases, remain objective about SEO because of your current whatever you're ha you know ha having problems with, and that can range from hey, I'm doing everything right and I have the rankings to suddenly now they're gone and I don't know what the heck to I'm mad as hell because I can tell that three of my competitors are buying hundreds of thousands of dollars with the links or uh, this or that or that right and so. Every SEO is going to bring that passion and a slightly different uh, sort of genre to the uh, to the conversation. And when you mix that, you know, that makes it difficult, I think, with with a group like Sempo, too, because people aren't mm -hmm. all thinking the exact same way. Even the agencies are thinking differently in a way. Right. And back then, especially mm -hmm. now, uh, God forbid that we were to ever become, you know, rocket science to A to Z clear for SEO, but we are closer to that, right? And, and you know, 
people like you and me have been teaching, you know, the core uh, of techno technology at the base and content and links for years, right? And, and we've also been teaching EAT or those concepts for years too. Uh, and, and frankly, I think that those could be considered now, you know, the, the framework uh, for any SEO, right? And, and I think that a group like Sempo or something like that could help to defragment all the different visuals that you see out there about how to do SEO from a one-on-one -on -one perspective. For everybody watching, the, what rings a bell here is in the world of search. First of all, why is search so much better than anything else out there? Social selling, emailing, whatever. Because of intent. When, you have, when you're searching, you're on a different mindset that if I disturb you on, on social media or in inbox or TV or whatever. So because of the intent, we... We, uh, we've always been and we will be until the end of time the best pipeline for whatever you want uh, selling or anything else because of intent now within the world of search there is paid search and what we call organic search SEO when you pay it's like real estate you buy a ranking for a certain time for a, for a certain amount with SEO you just invest to try to be legit to prove your point, to, to answer that question, are you relevant? So, of course, maybe it's the nature of the beast and trying to standardize and trying to organize people. Like maybe, maybe it's all wrong. Maybe because um, it's kind of a floating technology and evolving skills and you need to adapt or basically die that's the way it is in seo if you don't adapt yeah the market doesn't get the framework you're still adapting <laughs> daily based on your competitors and 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 your own you know and we ability. have also the fakers also the ones who just talk where do you rank? What what did you achieve? What have you done? Okay, what you, you just talk? We we got a lot of those. So between the ones who just the ones who are legit but don't talk, the ones who are not legit but talk, the ones who, complicated, complicated. Well, you can hear it. I mean, you know, it's like, and and that's to me, um, that's one of the reasons I I, I just don't have time to write as much anymore because. I, you know, I, I have a lot of client stuff that I'm doing and, and there's a good mix of SEO and paid search. So, I, you know, for me, healthily, I can, can, you know, remain busy and healthy and do different things. Right. And that's one of the great things about being SEO, too, is that you don't have to come in and do the exact same thing every day and you can work it in a cycle. Right. But I, I guess we're digressing a little away from Sempo. But the point is that I was bringing up is that we have, I think, helped to launch sort of a, a structure or a framework and not standards. And we did come up to that conversation. And Tony Wright, uh, um, who runs an agency in Texas, great guy, um, he uh, had volunteered to set up a neutral site and we called it searchcongress.org. <laughs> Oh, I didn't and know about that. <laughs> we, the last time we had talked about standards, everyone said, oh, Sempo's talking about standards? Screw you, we hate Sempo. So we said, oh, okay, there's all these other groups around here. We created literally an invitation to other search groups to join Search Congress to decide if there should be standards. Got Not it. to make standards, right? But just the, the whole point of Search Congress was to 
get everyone yeah. in the conversation that wanted to be around the world, any search group or whatever could join Search Congress, and then we could decide should there be search standards. So within a month, there was PubCon, and at the speaker enclave there, poor Tony got raped, basically. <laughs> uh, and, I could and, imagine. Uh, you know, it was just terrible, right? It was Sempo trying to take over the industry again and blah, 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 blah. But it was just, come on. No one even looked at the reality of what we were trying to do at that point, which is just to get everyone to the table. And this was six, seven years ago, maybe more. I can't remember the exact time that this happened. Uh, but I personally, you know, got into it with some people that are close friends, both via Facebook. Uh, and, and stuff like that, because I was attached to Sempo and and people really took the gloves off this time. Right. When yeah. we really sort of did that search Congress thing and it, it it flew over everyone's head what the point of it was, which is let's get all these groups that don't agree together to agree, decide, do we need standards? Right. And then maybe from yours and my perspective, cooler heads can prevail and we can say, well, maybe we don't need standards, but let's do my the whole time. I always wanted this set of guidelines, right, that was created by uh, a, a, an educated set of people that said, OK, this tactic, this is what it is. And this is the risk rating. Right. I want a tactical mm -hmm. risk rating for exactly. everything we can do. And to me, that would be the great. Uh, compromise between full standards uh, and, and nothing at all, the Wild West that we're at now, that then an educated marketer can go look at that document and make a decision on based on the risk uh, as I love that described, approach. right? And that's something that can be updated every year, every six months, because, mm. you know, buying links was much riskier two years ago, uh, uh, one would say or could say. Um, and then, uh, you know, these, these things will go up and down, right? Um, so I, love, I love the support. We Tactical. I love I love how you you brought that up. Because that's what it's all about. It's not right and wrong. It's just a level of risks. Yeah. If it's if it's not illegal, it's allowed. Period. Whatever you think of the Google guidelines. The law is the law. If it the easiest way to build links is through hacking. You do if you, you want to sell FA Cup shirts. And it's two teams that are not going to play the next year in the final of the FA Cup. You'll do anything and everything to get on right away, right? And it's a churn and burn strategy, right? And and let's just get that domain up. Let's get it ranked. Let's sell the shirts. And then I don't care what happens yep. to the domain because I only have 100,000 shirts to sell. And well, exactly. there we go. Yeah. I call that event SEO, to be polite. No, no. <laughs> event event SEO. Three months three months maximum. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's just very aggressive. It's like a really bright star <laughs> shooting through the sky. And you auto you you, you kill it. When it works. Yeah. You you kill it before uh, before Google. Oh can yeah, if get you can it. get it out and then withdraw it, that's that's but you can even repeat it. Uh, I have clients right. who do it on a yearly it's like a yearly event type of thing, like sales or whatever. Super Bowl, yeah, something like that. But it, as long as it's not illegal, I'm fine with it. That's where I draw my line. Some others will go if... Google is not yet, you know, <laughs> making laws, right? So, <laughs> but uh, I, Some people would conflate illegal with mm, against the rules, mm. and, and frankly, you know... But even um, even if you Chris gray hat is, is what you gotta do to win, you know. Chris, if if you are sixteen years old today, sixteen years old, you're living with your parents, you get into SEO, you do a little bit of hacking, whatever, 
well, maybe if the Saratoga police, if a guy, a guy with a badge and a gun comes into your house and <laughs> takes you away for a couple of days, maybe that's a good life experience. I would say you won't die. You won't, maybe hopefully you won't get a record, but depends what country you're in. <laughs> exactly. And depends what kind of hacking you've done. Yeah. Uh, if it's just links and if it's XSS uh, vulnerabilities, well, not, not, but if you start to put some stuff on the server and that's different, right. sorry. Uh, anyways, yeah, we get sidetracked, but, but that's very interesting because it rang a bell, as you just said, with this tactical approach because it changes the game. The whole perspective on the same thing, standards, is really not the same if you come with this tactical approach because like you said yeah it evolves it changes every year and it's just up to you to okay <laughs> red flag you could just we've talked about how some of us old timers could you know help and certainly that would be a great project i think for a group of respected individuals to you know put together something like that that's accessible online and then you know promise to update it every I think so that, forth and make uh, that available, uh, not necessarily free, but uh, make it available for marketers to. Uh, I think we should do it because uh, we don't need to be under any flag. Let's put it this way to to do our thing, because you wanted to talk about studies a little bit. Yeah, because studies from sample were the core of building of the industry. But when I see what studies became, basically, here's my point. When you start to investigate something- Oh, you mean the ranking, uh, <laughs> that was the best one, the ranking signals, whatever, <laughs> and like they would send out the survey to a thousand SEOs <laughs> or whatever. What do you think? Does linking work? Uh, does the H1 work? Oh, yeah. uh, you know, and then everyone answers it. And then everyone says, oh, these are the 100 ranking signals that everyone thought was important. But this was just a collection of opinion, right? Versus research, I think. I mean, I guess you could argue that is what a survey is. But no one had to prove that they had ever optimized a single freaking site by hand exactly. to be able to answer those questions, right? And that's what my problem with them were, if that's what you're talking about. I was thinking about them, but I was thinking also about Today, the, the people who put like 2 million URL into some kind of script or machine oh, learning yeah. and then find out, okay, I studied 2 million URLs and here's what I found. Uh, or basically any study that will go, okay, here how it goes. You investigate something, you take a right and you make the answers fit your agenda. Or you take a left and you don't know where you're going. You won't even know if you're going to find something. That's how you investigate. But if you take a right and you want, it's very so easy to make the answers fit what you uh, what your purpose is. Because uh, correlation does not mean causality. And at the end of the day, yeah, I can find. I, th I can find the seven secrets of on-page optimization if I if I yeah. if I uh, if I want to and find an average uh, number of words or whatever. It's it's very yeah. easy to to go that route. Now, to be open-minded and to go left and just investigate. Either what you did with Sample was just very. Um, it was binary. Okay, the studies you'd made, it, it was not very. Uh, controversial 
and there was nothing Agreed. controversial about it. Now, the whole, I mean, let's keep keep it within the S, keep it within the SEO uh, vertical. Studies from from that survey to what it is today, it's just madness, madness. It makes no sense. Uh, the word. Just the word studies brings uh, like chills. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, no, 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 study, please. <laughs> Can we be serious for five minutes? Uh, it comes from nothing, goes nowhere, and gets uh, doesn't bring anything to the table. What you did, especially with the salaries and all that, is it first try to document. Okay, there's, there's, it was important to start documenting, and it's a shame that it stopped because. If you look back, who documented this whole this whole journey? And if if you didn't do a study back then about the salaries, how can we compare? Is there an evolution? Is it is it up? Is it down? Right. Is it uh, what it's all about? So now the issue is, yeah, sure. Um, anybody anybody can send a survey to one thousand SEOs and say how much do you make. That's not my point. It's it's more more having this in my mind tell me if i'm wrong but sample seo camp or whatever should be like the mothership should be the not the regulator but the bienveillant um let me try to find the word in english the, um, the shepherd shepherd yeah yeah exactly instead of a regulator or or like it's a subtle difference in, in semantics but it's very important to be more like a shepherd or be the 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 ones who yeah, nobody's watching you nobody's like not allowing you to forbidding you to to do anything it's just as somebody who is coming in with a um, open mindset but also trying to help people sort out the mess because that's what it is still today how do you find a good seo it's always the same question like like how do i find the person that that's gonna help me achieve some results yeah and and so the research evolved itself right and and you know the reason that we got to nasdaq in 2008 and so forth was based on a lot of the research being around the growth of the industry so in 2012 you know we were predicting that search would be a 24 billion dollar industry by uh 2014 right and i personally didn't do that much research before this uh this call to go find out how true we were. But I know that we were typically pretty on point with the growth scale, even though the numbers might not have been exact. Uh, the other thing that I thought was useful that we did was we we separated the results between people that were in agencies answering the questions and people that were in-house. Uh, of course. Uh, so that was uh, something that we did well. For a long time, uh, before Dwayne Forster went to Bing, uh, he was in-house at, at some, I can't remember the name of the company he worked at in Canada, but he was on the board and he ran, we, we jokingly called it the in-house committee because of his Canadian accent. And uh, <laughs> But he was able to drive a lot of sort of 
sort of a welcomed feeling. What we started as Simple Evolved and kept going to conferences and so forth, we started doing in-house only events where people at the door would be checked to see if they were an agency or not. And if they were, they would be like, get out of here. Because we wanted the Simple members that were in-house to feel comfortable to have conversations without some agency drooling over what they're talking about, right? So, uh, but that's an example, another example of sort of how the, you know, the group continued to evolve based on sort of the evolution of the of the industry and the needs, right? And so the although the research questions, a lot of them stayed similar so that we could have that trend line, you know, on looking mm -hmm. back. Uh, it also evolved based on, you know, we started including social. At one point, I remember a board meeting, we literally thought about changing our name to Sesempo so that we could be search <laughs> and social uh, engine. <laughs> Because social became so big mm. and we were like struggling. Do we, are we a social association or it, but you know, these are the kinds of things that happen in a board. And, and the other thing is we were struggling with people selling links, right? Cause we had opened up our blog to guest posts and somebody had surreptitiously created sort of a, a back channel that no one saw cause we're all volunteers. Right. And then I went in and, and, and the first thing that was drawn to our attention is somebody sent me an email and said, you guys are selling links now. Cause do you know those link sellers they send and they say, oh, you can get links mm -hmm. on this site, it's DA, blah, 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 blah. Sempo, DA, blah, blah, or, you know, I think PageRank it back then or whatever when they were selling it instead of DA. Uh, point is, is that, you know, we had to end up fighting a lot of that in the background. Um, you know, some of those people might be listening right now. You had, it was nice while it lasted, I'm sure, but we ended up being able to totally eliminate all those links and, and get rid of them. And I'm sure they probably had some clients that were like, where's my link on some <laughs> uh Anyway, that was, you know, that's just a little dabble into all the different other kinds of stuff that went on in the Sempo existence, right? As we were evolving this research and, and, and education and networking kind of concept. We even started doing a Sempo member event that Mike Green uh, really championed because he had been involved obviously in running the search engine strategy shows for a while. Uh, he's with Acronym, you know, one of their leaders there now. Uh, but he, a uh, longtime board member, I think he came on just after me or something like, but now he's, I don't know. But anyway, we were both the longest time mm -hmm. board members. And he launched this uh, member event that we did in San Diego. And we did uh, some um, awards, Sempo Awards, you know, because uh, everyone else is doing awards. Mm -hmm. Let's do some awards, uh, you know, but that's, yeah, I'll stop. But there's so many other little stories, you know, related to the whole Sempo existence around standards. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, the, the fact that we were an agency or uh, another problem that was seen was that we're too U.S. centric. Uh, we lost some of our international board members as a result of that. Um, but, um, you know, the, the, there was that, the you know, the, the original issues, there was the being too agency focused, too um um u.s centric and then you know uh, just a couple other little mm. problems that that hurt us over the years so i, I want to go back to to links because it's uh, uh now it's kind of okay <laughs> it's funny to to think to think about it but looking looking at it from another perspective i'm like what the fuck <laughs> come on how can you have what's going on in your brain i would love to to know 
what is going through some people's mind to be able to legitimate that kind of thought process. Okay. Same kind of people that steal candies from children, I think, probably. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's the whole question. Like, uh, were serial killers born or, or raised? <laughs> you know, is it like a... Nature or nurture. Right? Yeah, nurture, nature or nurture, exactly. Same thing. I, I, can't, I can't figure it out. And maybe it's the wrong... Maybe I should stop trying to bang myself against my head against the walls trying to say like come on how can you how can you even like think that way you know it just makes no sense no sense from a to z <laughs> just none but still some people are doing it so i guess we again it's easy to say oh you need ethics at the center or whatever you do yeah sure not everybody was brought up the same not everybody comes in with the same experience culture uh, whatever it is i don't know um, and the same topic we could be approached uh, with different mindset that, but when you are under um, some kind of organization especially when you look at sample i can't i can't figure out how how you can put like okay we're gonna set we're gonna sell links on the on the site with what Sempo is all about. Especially, you need a certain type of access, okay, to be able to it's sell links. A, a joke to them, too. Like, oh, look, these people think they know search. We're going to, you know, sell links behind their back on their own site. I mean, I would probably have chuckled about it if I was on that end. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, again, I wouldn't want to do that because it's, it's meant to be an industry site. And yeah. again, people paid for premier memberships because you get the link on the homepage for sure. some years, right? And we ranked number one for search engine marketing from about 2005 till 2010 or 2011, probably. Uh, there was a long time mm -hmm. that if you search search engine marketing, there we were, right? But Mr. Chris, what do you think about timing? Do you think that if you started off today, Sampo, there would be some difference or it would be the same it's just pretending that that <laughs> behaviors evolve and, and that people get some 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 reasoning behind uh, the, the freshness I, you of, know of i think days. here in, from a north american perspective um and and maybe you could speak to this obviously being in a much more you know country fragmented environment in europe mm. um I feel that that is actually the better route to really promote the networking and the value of an organization like Sempo. It has to be at least partially face-to-face. -face. Uh, the virtual organization, uh, and especially now, I mean, if you think about it after COVID, I mean, people want to get back together. People want to see, they want, and there's 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 group that's brewing uh, in Chicago that uh, people that are just going to meet so they can talk about SEO. Uh, it's uh, Brent Payne uh, from Loud, another old school guy. Mm -hmm. um, and he's got like Mark Trafagan and, and stuff like that that are interested in in doing it, right? So it, because they're going to get together and talk SEO and, and talk search in, in at a bar, right? And have a nice dinner or something like that, right? And there was a, a group that I belonged to here in New York that was so fun. Uh, with Avi Walensky and Frank Watson, a guy by the name of Greg Nyland uh, ran it, and it was called uh, uh, Internet Marketers of New York. And basically, 
Like it was a little weird, like just like when you got there, Greg tried to throw you off by asking you like, uh, you know, if you had to eat like a dead cat or a dead dog, which would you eat, you know, or something like that, but much more <laughs> X-rated uh, type of a question. And he tried to throw you off. But, you know, that was an example of where and this was 10 years ago, at least. Right. And and as we've seen, as we saw with Sempo City's evolution and even Sempo Local, the local clusters, right? And so to me, the answer to your question is that I think Sempo could work, but it would be better if it was as a result of having first formed really strong local groups that originally were maybe Sempo groups or other groups mm -hmm. uh, like the Dallas, Fort Worth. You know, there's there's certain groups. Portland is another one. You know, L.A. has a vibrant group. I mentioned Chicago. There's Kansas City. Nothing really. People are too busy at the beach, I guess, in Florida. Oh, no, my bad. I'm just kidding. Uh, they have a great one. It's the South Florida Interactive Marketing Association. I've actually spoken at some of their events and stuff. Uh, but, you know, these are all, I think, potentially vibrant groups that could continue to grow and would maybe benefit from sort of a central brand or whatever. But I just don't I don't know if right now if we could take it off and do any better you know, then these groups are at attracting people mm -hmm. to their own local groups, right? So what it would be, and, and that was often, you know, with the exception of the research value, um, you know, you could give a webinar, for example, uh, to the, you, you get one of the Sempo webinars or whatever, if you are a corporate sponsor, right? So that was one of the values you get back for corporate sponsorship. You have access to a couple emails a year, uh, that you send through, you know, the simple list. So there was some values there, but really, I think, uh, you know, the majority of the value uh, sort of petered out uh, for a lot of people, I guess you could say, in that the main value is the networking, right? And 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 the ability to maybe do some business with someone by talking to them or partner with someone or just to learn more about search, right? Some of us. Uh, so the idea, I think, even today, without having some sort of like, I would say that PubCon has done a better job of being the current Sempo than, than a Sempo could do because you can go to PubCon, there's the annual one every year in Vegas, and then they have their satellite ones. They have Florida, um, which uh, you know they're tentatively planning to get going again this year. And I was signed up for last spring mm -hmm. until they had to push it and then push it again, right? Uh, but that is sort of, in a way, my current way to interact with with search marketers is is uh, conferences, right? Because and and so, Sempo or something like it would have to have, I think, the the in person part, and that's where I think that the best route for something like that might be to try to see if you could form a coalition, almost like Search Congress was of all these different groups right and then you could even like it would be fun you could have a sister group like the svima could have a sister group that is the france internet marketers <laughs> or SEMCAMP or whatever and then the one in la could be married up to the japanese internet you know there could be some cool ways to sort of approach that but i, I personally feel uh that it's not the right time to try to start something big like that that's that's international without first um, 
trying to figure out a way to make it so that you could just leverage all the existing groups and, and have them work together in a diplomat, like almost a UN of, uh, True. Uh, of, of search groups, right? I think would be better approach than trying to create a brand like Sempo mm -hmm. and, and market it. Oh, I like, I like this UN analogy because I think that's, uh, like, like we say, okay, this, this shepherd, <laughs> this one is overlooking, but not trying to to tell you what to do it's just okay, wearing uh, the blue helmet each group could send someone to help write those uh guidelines or whatever you know if that became the purpose of the group like that too you know but even access even access because uh, you 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 need access to you want speakers you want people you want sponsors you want networking you said the word it's insane how malleable group of students um, because I teach how to become a SEO, not just how to do SEO. It's been over five years and most of the students never unsubscribe. They're still on board because what they find is, well, first of all, they do a lot of business between them and like a lot, a lot. And, and um, it, it forms like a, like a club and they can, because it's a lonely job where are, in our in our little cave in front of the computer and it's a human need we need to we need to reach out we need to uh, to be together we can't even the ones who pretend uh, no you need um, it's human nature you need to get together so why not just um, let's play down okay I, I would even do an event with just a uh, Free Wi-Fi, open bar, DJ, and see what happens. Yeah, there's a mic. There's a you you uh, you have something to say. All right, register. Like, conference style. Yeah, uh, bar camp uh, like the old days. And um, the most important is not the talk. It's it's the networking. So let's focus on that. Yeah, sure. You, can, you, you know, can, the take it offline group is is like that too, in a way, right? That's the last mm. sort of. That's the last thing like that that I went to was take it offline in Amsterdam uh, at the end of uh, 2019. Um, I heard that was cool. Know, with, uh, Jerry White mm. and and um, Arn Out and and uh, all those fools. Because the, the in Europe it's pretty much Brighton SEO, which is the centerpiece of, of uh, SEO in Europe. But every single country has amazing events from Germany to Spain. So how do you put some order in that clutter and how do you bring people together from all over the world is pretty ambitious. But you Only certain people, like I know Judith, for example, speaks at all those, right? I mean, but there are certain people that get to be at all of them, but it would be great if somehow it could, you know, be more people that could experience all those different groups, right? there's a need there's a need to be together for sure 100 percent. there's a need to to um to have some kind of guide also there's some there's there's plenty of need in this industry for sure and people uh, want to but then yeah haters gonna hate for sure also but if you learn from the mistakes from the past uh why not what what's what's stopping SEOs from getting together and trying to promote themselves in um, 
ethical and healthy way without uh maybe maybe the problem was that by leveraging sample others felt threatened you know what i mean it's all about maybe this this thing of okay how can you approach the same people different approach without uh getting them so pissed off just because uh they felt that uh, it was a threat so how do you transform a threat into something less threatening well it's all about communication <laughs> the same thing can be packaged different ways so yeah there's right now a new group that kind of came out uh shortly before the final uh death throes of sempo uh that's paid search related mm. uh but you know i guess it's probably covid that that's held them down a little bit but i haven't heard much from them at all right and and i've um I just I don't see anything out there. You you said SEO camp is in in France sort of a, a voice as per se or a group. Yes, I know. Uh, Brighton's not really a group, right? I mean, in a way, like one of the most vocal groups right now is is the informal mega thread. Yeah, uh, and they don't <laughs> even talk about SEO. Sure. Uh, and so it's like, what well, you know. Where are people gathering right now? Anywhere, you know, it's very fragmented. And, yeah, uh, Clubhouse. Right? <laughs> the elite, the elite is on Clubhouse. And off, off, offline, we were talking about Clubhouse, and I was making the analogy, saying that, yeah, maybe um, maybe timing is, is not right, uh, in my opinion. It's a, it's a trend, yeah, sure. From text to voice, it's an obvious choice. We won't uh, go backwards for sure. It will go more towards voice than text, but not as a standalone or not not in the shape or form of of Clubhouse. I'm, I guarantee that it was a good idea, and they are on point, but not not the way they are doing it, and especially not with this little like hipster thing uh, where it's. I have. I went into a couple of SEO things on Clubhouse and I had to bite my tongue. I was like, okay, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to listen. <laughs> Even some big names, I'm not going to mention anybody. But I'm like, really? That's how you approach your job today and this uh, this specific part of your job in 2021? That's, wow. <laughs> it looks like 2010. Yeah, to me, and but... that's, you know, everyone has their own history, mm -hmm. right? And so that's why you're smart to not say anything. And in a way, as you and I both I'm sure are, are becoming wiser. Uh, you know, I, I've learned, you know, more and more often to try to not, uh, you know, judge someone's mm. tactics uh, because you never know why, right? Like for exactly. example, for me, I may like to outsource a particular area of SEO because I want to focus more on technical and content. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I'm lazy or, unwilling to do a lot of work related to, you know, ethical link building. Uh, but it's because I trust my partner is doing that and, and that they're not, um, you know, tripping filters, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And, and, and frankly, I'm unique, right? I, I have, I'm a consultant of one. I work with about five big brands. Uh, and, and I have only a certain amount of time and, and that time set does not include me going to 
even though I have strategic meetings with them, helping guide, you know, their ability to drive links through their relationships, which is our prior, our primary way, we still have to kind of fill the coffer a little bit, you know, but that's an example where someone might hear me say that and say, oh, he's not a real SEO, he's not, he's not doing the real uh, PR and the outreach and blah, 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 blah. But I'm sorry, I, I just don't have time for everything, right? And so that's an example where you can't judge someone that's an SEO expert in the way that they might describe a certain tactic or the way that they execute it because you don't know their own personal schedule and how much, you know, that, mm. that's just the way I would think about it. I find myself deleting tweets like before I press tweet I'm like uh no <laughs> delete <laughs> not don't tweet that don't answer that just uh, because um because also does the thing 15 years ago we could say certain things in a certain way that we can't anymore not here to judge it's just the way it evolves uh, cursing is not proper anymore the the, the whole well, whatever it is, we just have to be aware that behaviors change and the way the public opinion is addressed today, uh, especially on Twitter and such, uh, you you need to you need to adapt again. As a, I communicate a lot, and if I can't change my message or how I, my message is the same, but the way I disclose my message definitely change with different cultures. I don't communicate the same way in France that I communicate in, in French that I communicate in English. And you also gave me some feedback. I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> you curse so much in French and you yell so much in French. What, what, what is that? Uh, yeah, yeah, because uh, different public, different... Uh, and everyone knows cursing in French is <laughs> much more fun. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, and also have this 20-year relationship with my audience in, in France. They know where I come from, and they, I'm well-known for yelling at everybody on certain things, and it became kind and of a game. <laughs> uh, but in English, different, uh, different place, different culture. And if people started to, especially SEOs, if I had one single message to come across is, try to put yourself in the other people's shoes for one second and everybody, everything will change and educate yourself, especially as SEOs. I don't understand how you can't just be swallowed by this, this uh, opinion, like non, non-experimented opinions. You need to know what you're talking about. It doesn't require much work before you vouch your voice against uh, the the Congress. Uh, um, what was it? Congress uh, search or no? Search Congress. Search Congress. Search Congress. Yeah, yeah. In French, we put it after. So search Congress. It's before. Search Congress before you voice against it. Educate yourself. Just read the end. The end of the sentence. Because that's one of the things that SEOs don't do. They read. If you watch a football game, you watch first half and second half. Don't don't quit at halftime, okay? If you quit at halftime, you don't know you don't know the end of the game, and that's the same thing. Uh, why so many SEO myth? Because they don't read the end of the sentence. <laughs> if they just get the whole the whole picture, they wouldn't be. I see the Muppet like. 
they read something like halfway and then write my response you know exactly okay. what i'm talking about you see <laughs> read the end of the sentence go through half a second half of the game and wait until the end to to voice your your opinion that's all it is clubhouse ties in there too right and this is where i don't i frankly have had you know the idea to write a little bit more and then i wrote something uh that i published at um search engine land a couple months ago now uh around paid search because it was new and, and it was about auto google auto uh, suggestions um within the paid search campaign so anyway it was a long piece uh it was more of an an opinion slash you know summary piece and it hadn't been written right so um then i went to like think about writing something else and i'm like oh i wonder if somebody's written about this and like Lo and behold, like 10 people have written the exact title that I was thinking in my head in the last 12 months, right? So that's, you know, right now, in terms of what to believe, first of all, is a big problem, like you said, but also, you know, the saturation of writing on particular topics is out there. So that's where I also feel that the value of Clubhouse exists. And, and even th that's where the conferences come into play as well, is you're going to hear and learn different things especially if the conference is set up or the construction of the conversation in Clubhouse or whatever medium, where it allows us to riff and, and to mm. speak from experience versus, oh, I'm writing a paragraph, I'm writing the next paragraph, I'm writing the next paragraph. I always loved in sessions, the problem is, is you have to be relying on enough people in the audience asking a freaking question. I don't know why no one asks questions when they come to conferences. There's always one uh, person that has seven questions, but, but just the point is, just, like, just put free free SEO audit. <laughs> free <laughs> SEO audit. They ask yeah, questions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, and those sessions work great. Like you get five of us up there. Uh, one of us is on, you know, SEM or SEMrush. Uh, another one is on, uh, you know, using some uh, maybe uh, screaming frog or whatever. And, and then you can sit there and, and you kind of riff off what the other speakers are doing and bam, that person, if they're smart and they're recording it, they have an SEO strategy for the next six months, probably sure. based on what the five people up on the stage said. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that to me, a side audit clinic is a great example of what, if, you know, if clubhouse can have that or, and, and, and I was actually thinking about that because, you know, I've recently invested in a little better camera and, and some lighting and stuff like that. And, and I want to start to, you know, do some more topical stuff, but I don't necessarily want to write it. Right. And so, uh, you but know, video is much like easier, that, uh, much easier than writing. Huh? U.S. SEO conspiracies <laughs> or something like that. I can be SEO conspiracy slash U.S. or U.S. Belgium. No, just kidding. But, you know, the idea is that, that you have and I want to, you know, use you as a great mm -hmm. example of someone who has, I think, in my perspective, done a great job of setting up your brand and, mm -hmm. and, and the way that you have, you know, different things that you talk about in different formats and stuff. Um, and it's something that I would aspire to do, you know, as I get more time. But also uh, because, like we've been talking about, it's easier than writing. <laughs> so. That's the thing. It's... Uh... It's amazing how sudden I will like, okay, you see it happening. So you switch 
and this whole to SEO 2010 versus SEO 2020 or 2030 discussion is really interesting. You said at the beginning, you only used mostly the word search with caps, okay? Capital, capital S. Because some, and it's okay, if you're stuck into SEO version 2010, and good for you if, if that's what you want. But others have the more like wide angle type of uh, perspective and they care about search, especially when you have a little bit of marketing and you, 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 um, you tend to, to widen your, because uh, search people, uh, I wish it was still 2010. I wish it was still a model where free Google traffic because it was really free, not, not that expensive. Keyword. You rank on that keyword, then you have a CTR, and then you have money. 100%. That's what it was. I'm not Nostradamus. I, I don't guess the future, but I can see that the field of search has exploded. The customer journey is not what it was in 2010, that's for sure. So now I am okay with SEOs who still uh, work like it's 2010, but it's also um, most definitely a, a um, ever-changing landscape. So how do you how do you see how do you put together like like how do you how do you put together those very different mindsets of, of people who are still stuck into this 2010 mindset and the ones who who see the the field of search exploding? Yeah, well, I think one of the problems that is the is the elephant in the room is Google, um, and and they have done a great job um, in in coming to us and helping us with access to tools and guiding us with you know uh, micro formatting opportunities, um, and they've implemented you know like these micro formatting opportunities, and they're creating this great sort of bait like, oh wow, how did those people you know, FAQ schema, right? You see it in, in a SERP and wow, you know what? That's, that's really cool. Uh, but, you know, the, the amount of successful stories of that kind of implementation are still very much um, muddied by what's going on in the SERPs, right? And, mm -hmm. and, and that is right now, if we just use search engine optimization as an example, uh, I've started, even though I... I am a, a judge at, at awards. Um, I've started to have more of a disdain for awards and and also for pay to play type opportunities. And and Clutch is a great example, right? And I'm sorry, it's not personal. I hate, you know the opportunity that Clutch presents to people uh -huh. to create this sort of aura of being a great. Uh, agency simply because they've paid clutch to go through the process of interviews and all that stuff like that. Right. So, and then if you search SEO plus any city clutch, is going to come up or, and then now Google even says, you know, here's an example. Oh, did you mean to search best SEOs in whatever city? And they have like 10 randomly people that they've chosen as the best SEOs. And guess where that's from the clutch list. Right. So it's like, there's another example, and I'm two of my clients are in software. Uh, one is is direct B2B, and one is education software. And we're both basically reliant on uh, participating with uh, 
G2 Crowd and uh, Captera, right? Because mm. they own all the software rankings, right? Because they've created these pages that show, oh, these are the 10 best softwares. And they're like the old school directories. You remember how directories were so important because it would help Google to identify, hey, this belongs in this. And especially yeah. for software, uh, which continues to be a big problem now today for Google in, in determining the word software in a mm. search, right? It's a huge semantic problem for them. But so they're reliant on like G2 Crowd and Captera. No problem. I know someone, a great SEO, Joy, that works at G2 Crowd. So I'm not shining, you know, hitting the players. Uh, but in this case, they've lucked into this game that exists now with SEO, right? And, and that's enabled by Google, right? So as much as they're telling us, go do this, this, and this, and you'll rank well, they're extremely susceptible in certain niches especially software to sites that will dominate and they've done a good job of finally pushing wikipedia down a little bit depending on the search but now they've got other problems right and so to me that's one of the big issues that we have in seo nowadays is that um we're all fighting a different fight right and somebody mm -hmm. might have a completely different perspective and point of view about google if they're in software or maybe if they're selling cars and they see Google starting to do more and more stuff around auto sales through the Google search page, basically, uh, you know, and that's been something that's been going on and people have been bitching out about for years, right? Is Google sort of stealing traffic or, or and, and they've done a good job over the years at, at backing off on some of their aggression on some of those things, but it's still like right now, 20 years in or whatever, we're trying to be ethical, or a lot of us are, right? And at the same time, we're facing people that are cheating or people that are uh, completely, you know, getting a uh, an extra boost because of the nature of the format of their site. Wow, there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack. But to start with the end, um, I guess it depends would be the favorite answer here. Just because you um, you are right, Google is the elephant in the room, but to broaden the, the perspective, is Google the search engine that was built in 1990-whatever, uh, that came out in 96, the end game here? Or even the mobile version of that search engine? Or is more, I was amazed. Google Discover started out in 2018, and SEOs just start to discover <laughs> Google Discover in end of 2020. I'm like, guys, it's been out for a while. Yeah, but uh, yeah, sure. But you should at least know that it's there and it exists. I'm not talking about taking advantage of it. Uh, but hey, you... they just put it in the search console. Why are we supposed <laughs> to know about it before, man? Come on. Exactly, exactly. That's that's what it was. They all came out. Oh, here's this thing. So now it's not the future. I remember my first public talk. It was called Google Now back then. And um, it was a public SEO crowd. And they all had eyes like in a Tex Avery cartoon. You know, they were eyes sho shoving up there, <laughs> shoving out of their, their, um, uh, their head because they could not believe the story I was telling. Well, guess what? It's happening. Predictive search, basically. Pushing out results, uh, pushing out relevant content before you search, and it's so invisible that users don't even understand that it's uh, there are algorithms pushing out those 
those little nuggets up there. I think it's more the future. I think voice is the future. If augmented reality screens, glasses, lenses, or chip in the brain, or if you have a ball, like little ball, like on top of you, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how, how it's going to shape out, but all I know is we're going towards that. That's the, the keyboard, all that, those things would be ancient and will disappear uh, because yeah. that's the way it is. So if I started talking about it in 2013 and we're almost 10 years later, uh, it's not science fiction anymore. I didn't talk about it before Google Now came out. <laughs> I, I just was aware that it started and, and I read uh, and I could see that it was happening. But again, I'm no visionary. I just analyze what's going on. So now the question I'm asking to, to everyone is always, okay, do you want to talk to Google past or do you want to talk to what's happening today and tomorrow? Uh, basically, I think it, it comes down to the old way is not gone. Google is still going strong and ranking uh, in the top three on the, the old version of the search engine still works, brings a lot of results, but I don't, I, I don't see it as the end game anymore. So I think it's uh, when you are talking about SEO, social comes in uh, and I was thinking, my, oh yeah, 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 that was at the same time and all those companies got rid of the SEO in the name. <laughs> So maybe, yeah, is it search or is it SEO? What are we talking about here? Because that's, uh, I feel like there's two different crowds. Those, those are the old school SEOs who stay within SEO, just optimize for Google. And then you have, uh, you have uh, all those uh, opportunities that go, that cross with marketing and branding. And it's intricate and it's difficult, especially when you go onto higher levels with, with bigger companies. The other day, sign up a new client and my assistant, who is used to do, <laughs> she does all the uh, more, more automated stuff and she was like, oh, this, this website buys a lot of links. I'm like, no, you can get those links without buying them. <laughs> you just do, you just do uh, public relations, uh, press relations, right? And, and you can get those links, the same, same, yeah. And she was, okay, sure. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. Because she was so used of the, the SEO way, she's so used of the SEO way to do things. And she didn't have this perspective of, uh, yeah, you can, you can get links without buying them. Uh, so it's pretty symptomatic. And I think uh, if you look at, oh, you see all those press websites in, uh, in Majestic or whatever, you're like, hey, they spent a lot of money buying links. Well, guess what? There's another way. <laughs> and, and I don't, yeah, buy links, don't buy links. Whatever you do, you still craft a scenario to get the links. Um, and I think it's those are Google is very much guilty of of splitting the SEO world, especially in the US. I see a or in English, I, I see a, a negative vibe coming in because of Google because Google vouch vouches for certain SEOs. And say okay, this this guy is legit. This person, even uh, no, why? <laughs> because yeah, because you, you like them? <laughs> no, it makes no sense. 
So they, uh, you're right. Google is the elephant in the room, but it's more than the search engine. It's even yeah. the way they communicate, the way they split the SEO industry, uh, and yeah. the way uh, the future of Google is most definitely not the search engine that SEOs used to love. Um, sorry, well, guys. And here's an example too: the YMYL stuff, right? So they have arbitrarily decided what industries are your money or your life, mm. uh, but who's to say that an SEO software doesn't fall under that, right? Because if a company is reliant on a software to grow and pay all of its employees and support, you know, everyone from the top down, then you could argue that an SEO software is a YMYL type of site, right? True. And, and they're putting different, um, filters and so forth towards these allegedly, you know, more sensitive type of sites. But this is, you know, speaking of objective versus subjective, right? And so there's that with the combination of, in my opinion, too much trust in their AI um, that is forming now these issues, right? That are only going to, I think, become greater, especially for people that aren't sort of blessed in a your money or your life or not blessed uh, and, and they have to climb a much higher hill uh, if they're deemed as being a your money or your life type of site, right? Like just think of all the thousands of different uh, uh, nutrients and, and natural medicines and so forth that, that constantly are getting attacked by big pharma and so forth. There's, it's very easy to stomp on, you know, something that could be pretty good and, and useful for your money or your life. Right. If, if either you're a competitor or if, you know, the site is deemed to not have the same kind of medical uh, citations and, and, and connectivity from, from a web perspective as maybe, you know, Amgen or some other big mm. pharma site, right? So that's to me a big problem too, is this arbitrary YMYL thing that, um, you know, is only being applied to a certain part of the uh, of the ecosystem and then everyone else is sort of in the wild as it were uh with sort of less stringent mm. rules right i mean that's if, if you wanted to boil down ymyl it's basically created a separate set of rules for sites that they deem have to do with your money or your life which if i wanted to argue <laughs> well could be any site right i mean that that's very symptomatic and you're right to talk about that but i think it's overall uh, and you said it very quickly <laughs> they they put too much trust i think too early is the word they 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 got very excited about this machine learning toys uh but there was not the time and as a result well guess what you're right it's clear cut clear, clear cut there's no nuance anymore there's no shades of gray it's binary but as a Frenchman, I can't. I can only watch my voice against. Uh, just enter. Which wine to drink with uh, <laughs> red meat? Okay, who are you to put on position zero this website that says you need to drink this wine, this wine, this wine? Okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. It, it's not. Uh, Dixon Jones always used the term, the the analogy. Okay, how to how to tie a bow tie or uh, that's that's easy yeah put someone on position zero or 
a tutorial or video or whatever that's maybe some extremists of, of, of bow tying will, will, will argue but most people will be fine with the results now when it comes to nuance that's um, that's a very that's beyond money and, and health uh, it's all across the board as a result Jeff Dean and Ben Gomez out Pragmakar Raghavan came in about a year ago and I believe this guy will be able to save Google if he, do, if he can't succeed then it's a lost cause because that guy is very skilled and he's now heading search voice um, ads and uh, uh, maps also I think the whole the whole ecosystem but Google will is and will be broken for a while uh, it will basically run through like a couple of years of core updates permanent core updates until he's figuring it out because they can't do they can't go all by do or neighbor and say <laughs> oh we're just gonna have the first two pages be paid yeah. uh, and then you know uh if they if they want they could though <laughs> technically well if if we go into the 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 smartphone it's already, it's already it, there. is it is it really like the, the the first page of results uh i would argue that we need to redefine if the first page is really uh, i mean on a on a computer yes it pays off to be maybe number five or six or seven or whatever on a, but on mobile <laughs> if you're not top two okay top three whatever uh, are you really visible it's pretty crowded on the, it's pretty crowded and, and we're not talking about big screens okay we're talking about average uh, mobile but we got way sidetracked sidetracked but it's very interesting because see our passion seos freestyle and and get sidetracked from the original topic it illustrates how um seo works and what I was saying about studies, okay, you take a right and you you fit your answers will fit your questions, or you go left. What we do here, we talk, we talk, and it goes wherever it goes. I don't I I, I don't care, and I don't try to always uh, bring bring it back to make my answer your answers fit my questions. It's taking us where um, where the converse, conversation is is heading. Uh, and uh, I think it illustrates how how SEO um, should approach. We don't talk about. Uh, we could talk about what we think, but mostly the conversation has has been around what we know. Okay, we yeah. haven't theorized about what's happening in ten or twenty years. It's pretty much what ha happened and with what is happening now. So just to to get back onto the this conversation of. Uh, is SEO uh, legit? Is it here to stay? As long as people search, <laughs> as long as people have questions, as long as people have problems and they need solutions, they, they are going to search. Will, will those of us who adapt will be there? Either in text, in video, audio, image, uh, I think that's pretty much the only four formats of con content. 
is it on Google? Is it on Clubhouse? Is it on, well, you can't really search on Clubhouse. Well, you haven't tried, but the search engine in, on Clubhouse is really funny. <laughs> it's like they just put a, a feature out there. <laughs> okay, no, no, um, yeah, they should. <laughs> so you can search like recorded Clubhouse events? That for no, no, there's nothing recorded. Uh, you can search uh, whatever, yeah, is, whatever is happening live, but it just... Uh, it doesn't work. It just does not work. It does not work. It, it's stupid. Uh, and um, it's not the first one, but search is hard. Search is definitely very hard. So now, what what I think is the the real underlying question here. You want to take this? No. Sorry. Okay. I'm just turning off the ring. It's, it's the time. Usually when I start with Bill, it's always in the morning. So it always has the same spammy calls at the same time. <laughs> so it's pretty, much, uh, it's pretty much the time now <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the spammy calls. But yeah, the underlying question here is if we wanted to um, first answer that question, search, okay, SEOs, but search engine optimization, I think we're beyond that. It's more about search in general. Is it is it here to stay? I don't think you can argue that. Uh, I don't know if anybody can argue against uh, the fact that search will has always been and will always been here until we become the board. Until and then we instantly know everything that everyone else knows. Then we should be good to go. Then, but until then, I think the search is here, right? Something and in so many different ways. And and one of the little areas that was part of Sempo was uh, site search or, you know, uh, internal search appliances. Mm. Uh, and that's an area when I was working with Brulant, which became Rosetta, and we were doing a lot of uh, WebSphere commerce, IBM stuff. Um, you know, we started working with the internal search, the different applications that you could apply. Uh, and, and some of them already, you know, 10, 12 years ago were way ahead of others. Right. True. And, and, and you can kind of compare the problems that internal search appliances have had. And if you know it all, if you've, if you've, you know, done any sort of site builds where the internal search appliance has to come into play and just imagine like Google or, or and, and the problems that their engineers have, right? Because, you know, at, at one point, I remember it was pretty clear to a lot of us sooner than it finally became clear to everyone that you don't use the meta keywords tag. But there are some internal search appliances that require that tag in order to be able to work effectively, right? So Very true. an example of where SEO can overlay with other, uh, you know, issues uh, and, and continue because we're still not perfect as, 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 you know, websites still aren't perfect, search still isn't perfect either internally or externally, right? And so, and that's, that's why it also became an issue that Google had to tackle and say, hey, Stop letting us index your search results pages because our crawler loves to pretend it's a human, you know, and, and that's, that was their third reason to stop, uh, I think, you know, indexing search results. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, these things tie together. And uh, that's why search in general will continue to exist because we're at the technical and, and the content level 100%, right? Linking, it's interesting, right? And, 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 and there's certainly an argument that uh, Google could get rid of the Linkscape, but there's some great 
arguments that say that they would completely break if they did, right? And so to me, if we want to hypothesize of some ways that search could evolve, uh, links is definitely, I think, probably, you know, other than the continual technical improvements in ways that Google's trying to get us to microformat stuff, um, they're, they have to be fighting being so reliant on links because they have to see, you know, what's happening uh, there, I think. They did. You know where they got rid of links? Discover. The new backlink is engagement. You're gonna get it clicked. If uh, on on Android phones, uh, especially the whole, I think what they're working on. That's I think, but the fact that engagement uh, replaced the good old backlink and page rank on Android phones and on Google Discover. Now you're getting into a you know one of those theories or or conspiracy theories that people get pissed about. You know in regards to because there's some SEOs that say CTR in in the regular SERPs is a ranking factor, right? No, no, no. Uh, I said for Google Discover. I know, I know, on, that's and that's uh, exactly. Yeah, they didn't read. They didn't read the example of where. Oh wow, CTR. Even I think I <laughs> caught myself, you know, a few years back or whatever, wondering uh, and trying to do some research around, you know, some of our better click-through rates that we seem to have being reported in Search Console. And that's the problem, right, is you're getting this the Google refined data of your impressions and clicks to form your CTR from, you know, and that's not even matching what's in uh, Google Analytics. So, uh, you know, this is just mm -hmm. a great example of a nutshell oh, type of a problem. You're right. To you're with. right. Because I, I remember I, I did this like SEO 2010 versus SEO 2020. Uh, yeah, the, the last line was like backlinks, are is replaced by engagement and if if you take out the google discover in the title it could just be raw it's okay seo 2010 versus seo 2020 no like, seo 20 slash google discover yeah. uh, uh so very easy to uh interpret what i said in a general statement yeah very interesting what you just said so now let's touch upon one last thing because uh, we are running on two hours now. <laughs> yeah. We've... Okay. Sempo, the digital association, what, what is it, DA? Yeah, Digital Analytics Association. Okay. So, Which is not even search, but... Yes, yes. That's what I'm... we can get. That's what I'm getting into is within the... Even within digital marketing not even going into digital, okay, just digital marketing, the SEO has always been the black sheep of the family or the, the scary one, right, in this whole ecosystem. Um, and it's a little bit changing now. It's a little bit uh, evolving or, or I don't know how you say it, but I, I, I see... I see people getting more aware as a, I guess it's a natural trend. It's been 20, 20 years, so it's natural that more and more people are aware of the value of SEO. But if those, the head of those big uh, agencies, I'm talking about marketing in general or digital marketing agencies, don't take SEO seriously, uh, is, uh, uh, do you think, I've been talking about advertising agencies and um that they, they they don't want this you <laughs> i don't think they do it's all the bad past right i mean there's so <laughs> many times that people have been screwed 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I like to use the analogy because it's actually very personal to me. Uh, but sometimes I'll go like after soccer, we'll go to brunch. Uh, and, you know, five, six of us are there. A couple of guys will order a Bloody Mary and I'll have a Patron Reposado, just a <laughs> shot with a, with a beer. It's the same thing. Yeah. But whoa, you're drinking tequila at noon, man? What the? Whoa, whoa, guy. It's like you're having a bloody Mary. They'd probably have more vodka in it than yes. <laughs> But that's kind of like we're the SEOs, the ones that drink the tequila instead uh, of the bloody Mary, right? <laughs> in well, a way. Uh, <laughs> it's I, the same thing. I, I, I had a, I have a funny uh, story about that. It was not with tequila. It was with uh, absinthe that I uh, got back from Prague and uh, I was very hangover and the, the, the party started and it was during COVID. So it was a Zoom party. I was like, okay, I get to get back in the game. I took a little bit of, of absinthe, like a little shot, just the, the, the cap, okay? And people were like, oh my God. I'm like, look at you. <laughs> You've already wasted. I'm like, why are you judging? I'm just catching up, okay? <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just, right. just taking a shortcut. But we are the SEOs are the ones that drink tequila instead of Bloody Marys, like historically, like 20 years in. We're still a little bit seen as uh, bohemian. Mm -hmm. and And granted... It's it's a deserved status because a lot of of our, you know, experts um, don't really like have, you know, master's degrees in marketing and 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 have had to sort of learn like me. You know, I learned SEO, then I went back to get a marketing degree so that I could better mm -hmm. tie it in with what everyone else is talking about. Right. So. We have a tendency also to, I think, undersell or, or incorrectly sell SEO's values, right? Like where we think, oh, we'll get the rankings and we'll get this and that. Mm -hmm. We just need to focus on how many more sales, right? And and when, when we're selling it up, to, up, you know, how many more leads and how many more conversions, right? And, and, and there's, I think, partially that's the problem that we're still growing, right, as a collective and this next generation of SEOs, I think, is more and more so uh, that they have, you know, a marketing education and that they've got a, lar a large amount of both current and, and past, you know, writings that they can learn from. Uh, but we're still facing the, you know, the SEO drinks tequila at brunch, uh, I think, uh, a little bit, mm -hmm. right? And, and that's something that will continue to change the more that good, smart, effective SEOs work together with, mm -hmm. uh, you know, people. And, and that's, and, and the problem too, and, and this is where I think is a whole, we can't talk about it because we're about to wrap up, but, you know, the agencyification, uh, you know, charge 300 an hour blended and then get, you know, people that are doing most of the work for 25 bucks an hour. And then you charge your executives cost 1500 an hour for the meetings they're in. And, it's just become this thing that's grown very bloated in the last 15 years. And that as a consultant, uh, I, ha I you know, have to admit that I'm seeing and, and happy about the fact that I'm seeing more bigger brands thinking, wait, do we really need to spend this much money on SEO with an agency when we could build it in-house or use consultants in combination, right? So that's where, and, and again, there's the, the, the tequila at brunch combination with the past, um, you know, 
potentially charlatan SEO that said five grand and, you know, they build them a couple links or whatever, and maybe got them a couple rankings, which equated to no traffic. Uh, we're fighting that still, even now, 21 years later or whatever. Uh, 20, over 20 years is long and short at the same time. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, we're just yeah. getting started. Uh, so maybe, maybe, just maybe, yes, uh, we are the, the dinosaurs of the, this, this generation of people who focused on that search engine <laughs> that was built in, in the 90s. Uh, it's up to Google if, uh, if the technology evolves and uh, if there is a way they um, are able to integrate. Car, if you hear us, <laughs> do, do, do a good job and integrate everything in a way that will be a future proof. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm definitely very um, uh, positive about the future of search because it's not going anywhere. What I'm, uh, we're not going to get into this whole agency thing because that's a whole new <laughs> video for, for another day just because of time. <laughs> if we get into it, uh, we, yeah. I did the presentations at PubCon about agency <laughs> models and stuff, so we can do that as a topic one time if you want. Yeah, most definitely, because that's very interesting and, and maybe uh, help people. I had like three different agency models you could mm -hmm. consider. It's about three years ago uh, that I did those presentations, so they're still relevant. Because you do have some good uh, SEO agencies, for sure. Uh, yeah. Is, is size the enemy? Some are. Some, some, what I call the boutique, you know, the, 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 the smaller ones, I guess. But is growth the enemy? I mean, can you refuse like the the one million dollar client? <laughs> but if you if you take it, well, the well, boutique ones are great. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think a lot. The, this big problem is more the higher end agencies mm. that have just turned it into a work, a revenue stream. Mm. Uh, you know, that's that's a big issue. Uh, I think. It's just a math issue. Okay, you are you have you are one single SEO, and you have minutes per to per week to work on the client. It doesn't the math doesn't. Yeah. If you have you less, have yeah. If you have less than five or four hours, yeah. How can you get results? How can you do anything? It's just not. There's no time. So, so you, okay, yeah, but you automated the time. Okay, fine. So, so what do you need a SEO for if you just have nothing because the press the button SEO, uh, just uh, overvalue, if you overvalue it, uh, if you, uh, and as a judge, you know, all those, those agencies that are very proud of the AI and, but whatever, for, for another, for another day. Because if we get into that, <laughs> this, this, this thing, uh, it's a rabbit hole. We won't get out. So to get out, yeah, you hopefully get a couple of episodes out of this one. Exactly. No, no, no. I'm all in. It's yeah. No, no just just one. It's just gonna be one. I don't think I can cut it out uh, in different pieces. Well, I will. We will take out some nuggets, but uh, I think it's one piece. Uh, right. What? Um, one mistake I uh, I did was maybe to um, like you you did uh, is go in there a little more to, like to yeah sure it'll be fun and when you have people in fun who have calculated and who have an agenda <laughs> of course you you will lose because uh, because you're not prepared and that's what happened with me and that's why I didn't last very long because uh, I was not in my world and I was not 
about to get into politics. Uh, mm-hmm. And also because I think my personal brand is bigger than SEO camp, actually. Like I draw more people out. My voice is bigger than theirs and so on. So I can, I can uh, say, hey, <laughs> ciao, <laughs> I don't need you. <laughs> you don't need me. Uh, but now it's probably better for the health of the if there's both right or more even more like the true. more well-known entities that are about seo the greater mm. seo grows right so. exactly but you need balance and you need diversity and that's also why i wanted to start seo conspiracy because i was the needle was going way too much into the the google <laughs> way of saying things now like, hey, we need to put back the needle a little bit at least my voice i i don't say i'm always right but uh, at least i can uh, we can we can tell different story and uh, the the feedback i get from people is telling me that uh, i need to invest more into seo conspiracy because they are they are looking for this sort of other voice looking for this uh because they know that there's something shady. So going to end up the talk on the tactical <laughs> score sheet or whatever we want to, you want to call it, uh, we are doing this. We're doing this for real. Uh, I think it will be uh, very beneficial, and we don't care. We don't need a. Uh, we don't need to be under the shepherd's hat. Nobody is anyway. So. Uh, it's a kind of document that it's going to be evergreen, obviously, uh, because of the nature of it, but it can then grow too, based on uh, it being almost like, a, you know, an open source, because <laughs> people will, if we have an owner of the document, people can submit and once they see the format, okay, this mm-hmm. is the tactic, this is the risk rating, right? Um, then people can submit more tactics and, and risk ratings that could be, you know, judged as, mm. and then we could, you know, without making too much work out of it, I think it could grow mm. into something and then be updated quarterly and annotated as such, right? Some things will change faster than quarterly in search, but I think quarterly is probably fast mm. enough. Uh, but that would be a fun thing to do, I think, a good project. And it would get us towards at least showing that, you know, because you could just see like someday the Congress saying, wow, look at this whole industry. Like, And the worst thing about it is that without standards and without any of this stuff, they're going to be relying on whatever experts, you know, that they pick to tell them which the three best wines are. Right. True. Uh, so that's there you go. You know, and then we're at the mercy of whoever happens to speak to Congress. So I think it's better <laughs> if you try to preemptively, mm-hmm. uh, you know, set up something. That's a very good point because they, they haven't figured it out, but they will because because yeah. it's a lot of money. And who uh, knows? We'll teach them. <laughs> can you, I, I can see it. I can see it happening. Like one congressman will need to clean up his, his search results. And he's going hey, look, I found this, this guy who can manipulate Google. We said Google. You know who it's going to be. We talked about him last time, but you know who would suddenly somehow be the guy that's standing in front of Congress. Yeah, I can see. I can see. I can see him. Most definitely in front of Congress for sure. And that would not. That would not be the whole story. But uh, you're right. Maybe be proactive, and we need to start from somewhere for sure. And this elementary uh, piece of content could be the the starting point. But like you said, 
the networking, the who you know, is the value of an SEO as much as his or her skills anyway. So the, I don't know. Well, well, we'll see from there, but let's, uh, let's start somewhere. <laughs> That's all there is to it, all I right. guess. And, uh, thank you, Mr. Monsieur Chris for this, uh, very long talk, but it was, uh, I think it was good to get back to put down on video, the history of Sampo and, uh, so people know where we come from because that's uh, most definitely a big, huge part of this industry and getting people aware that, yeah, some people tried. If you have this idea of starting a group of people talking about SEO with big ambitions, well, they tried. <laughs> so learn from that history. Well, c'était complètement, euh, pour moi, euh, la meilleure, euh, le meilleur moment que je pourrais commencer la semaine. I <laughs> translate it. I translate this French A big conversation with you is a great yeah. way to start the uh, week, I think. Uh, Thank you. And I appreciate it. And we'll talk again soon, mon ami. Yes. Long live, long live SEO, right? <laughs> long live SEO. <laughs> <laughs>